Welcome to the CSL Olympia podcast. In this episode, you will hear an opening prayer, followed by a talk. You can learn more about us at our website, cslolympia.org. Blessings. Good morning, everyone. So I have lit our candle for today. at least in my space, to represent that light within everyone, that light that lives within you that is in alignment with that divine spark, that divine love intelligence. And um, for those of you that are new, a practitioner, someone who anchors and holds prayer um, every day, And no matter what that is, so it can be anchoring something that's really, really good or what we label good, whatever is in our experience that shows up and just helping folks to uncover those patterns um, as as needed. So just taking a nice deep breath in. And just letting go of everything that came before this moment everything after this moment, just being in this moment. And just recognizing in this space that there is only one spirit, one divine love intelligence. This divine love intelligence, it moves and has its being in all things and all know things and everything that exists and doesn't exist and every form of being in the pebbles in the sand in the beach in you and me in the birds and the flowers that are coming up And just as the sun shines all the time, the spirit shines, that divine love intelligence shines within us in every moment. And so I just know right here, right now, I just acknowledge and recognize that this day is a blessed day. This beautiful community this beautiful community of pebbles of all different kinds of colors and sizes that make up this sacred circle this gathering this community this community that is anchored in love and in compassion for ourselves and for one another So I just bless this day and I bless Reverend David and the message and just as divine love intelligence speaks through him to us, I trust and I know that everyone hears what they need to hear as ears are in their hearts. 
heaviness, heart of joy, of thankfulness. I'm so, so grateful. I'm so grateful for this community, for this teaching, for these pebbles and hearts. And I release this word into that all-knowing law, that universe of good. And just let it go and let it be. And so it is. Today we are going to talk about boldly go. I love Brent putting the Star Trek and uh, Starship Enterprise on uh, our opening page there. I was waiting for a Captain David Robinson on there, but I, I guess I'm just stuck with Reverend. So, oh well, it's good enough. This whole year we're looking at living everyday wonder. This month we've been focusing on creativity, creativity, and so boldly go, boldly go. Our song, the song that we just sang here, talks about all my dreams are waiting for me to come true, for me to be in alignment with them. All my dreams, all the good that I desire is already present. We don't have to make it happen. We don't have to go out there somewhere and, and collect it and bring it over. It's present. It's right here. It's right now. But we must come true to it, not vice versa. And that's the thing to remember. We must align with and embody, embody the truth. We just had a discussion about embodying in our class this, this past week on Wednesday night. We must embody this truth, the truth within us, before we experience it outwardly. We must be it within, and then it shows up in the without. And that takes being willing to shift and change. And as we talked about last week, we don't get a resurrection without a crucifixion, or at least something to go through. We don't get a, a transformative expression of new life without some challenge to walk through, some, some obstacle to overcome, because if we didn't have that obstacle already in place, we would we would already have that good. You know, I have on the wall behind me, you can't see it for the screen, but one of my favorite uh, Hindu gods, Ganesha, uh, hangs there. And Ganesha is commonly known as the remover of obstacles. But less known is Ganesha is also the placer of obstacles. And Ganesha is also known as the wisdom. And so it's as, our, as we overcome these obstacles that our consciousness has placed, we gain wisdom, we gain more freedom, we gain. And so if we want to be victorious, if we want to gain that wisdom, the first thing we have to be is one of those V words that's not very popular, vulnerable. Vulnerable. See, over decades, we've built defenses. We've, we've got great armor to protect us from being hurt. But while this armor gives us a sense of safety, not a reality, but an illusion of safety, it also constricts us. It walls us in from giving and receiving our real gifts to life. See, we have our lists, as I've often talked about, of uh, why we can't or why we shouldn't or, or all, this, all this stuff. But those lists are BS. 
that stands for belief systems, by the way, if you're here for the first time. Those lists are BS. We must be bold enough to face down those old hurts and fears, to release our protective armor, to shed our old skin so that we can grow. The truth that is hiding out in our old, uh, safe, old, well-known ways is boring. Hiding out in our same old places is boring. Our song of fear and safety has one and only one tedious lyric. Most musicians I know don't like to work with just one lyric, maybe Philip Glass. But other than that, you know, we want something a little more exciting. It has one lyric, and that lyric is stop, stop, stop. That's what our fear always says. Uh, Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic, says our fear, programmed by evolution to be hypervigilant and overly protective, will always assume that any uncertain outcome is destined to end in a bloody, horrible death. Any uncertain outcome. Basically, she says, your fear is like a mall cop who thinks he's a Navy SEAL. He hasn't slept in days. He's hopped up on espresso and Red Bull, and he's likely to shoot at his own shadow in an absurd effort to keep everyone safe. That's our fear. That's our voice of fear. Now, despite all the great talks and all the great books, to the contrary, you really can't get rid of fear. It's a part of us. It's a part of all of us, and it's doing its job. However, what we can do is let our rational mind, the part that can actually see past the fear, let our heart and our spirit, our creative energy, be the only ones who make decisions in our lives. We take the decision-making power away from the fear, the unreasonable fear. We explored fear a few weeks ago, and it can sound, if you remember right, so reasonable. It's got facts. It's got reminders of past failures. And it has this, this great kind of an attitude of, oh, I already know this. I already know this. Been there, done that. And it has a well-practiced eye roll. Being so bored. But if we can shift to being present here now, to being present here. Take a breath. Now, if we can shift to curiosity, to living everyday wonder, if we can be vulnerable and open to the ever-present good that is right here, that is right now, that our fear-based mind says doesn't really exist, and, and if it does, we can't have it. If we let go of that, our heart and soul knows that our good exists, then we can live creative, amplified lives if we will say yes. And the bottom line question for living creatively is this. Do you have the courage to bring forth the treasures that are hidden within you? Do you have the courage to bring forth the jewels, the treasures that are hidden within you.
Elizabeth Gilbert gives the metaphor of the universe, which I would say is our authentic self. The universe buries strange jewels within us all and sees if we can find them. We each have wonderful jewels. Maybe not necessarily the kind that all those folks society is out there looking for, thinking they're looking for, but the ones that we are all authentically looking for. And the hunt to uncover those jewels is creative living. Just the willingness to find your gifts, your joy, your love is creative living. The courage and the boldness to go on that hunt is, in the first place, is what separates a boring, mundane existence from a passionate one. A creative life is not necessarily one of creating great works of art or building a, a phenomenal business. Rather, it's living a life driven more strongly by curiosity, by paying attention, by mindfulness, than it is by, by living by fear. <coughs> It's driven more strongly by living everyday wonder. When we can drop the control, when we can drop that armor of fear, and we become open and vulnerable to life, to life, get to capital L life, our senses are heightened, our intuition is fired up, and we become more interested in life, and then guess what? Life becomes more interesting. If we become interested in life, it's a reciprocal thing. It becomes more interesting. So we start to explore the question, what would I love here in this situation? What would I love? Not what's the right thing. Not what does society want me to do or my parents, my spouse, or my kids. What would I love? Little shifts open the way for larger and, and often uh, surprising results. We could never have predicted at the start of this hunt. Things happen, things shift, things show up that we never knew were there. And what this takes is untangling our knots, that's N-O-T-S, our knots, and getting off our yabuts to let our sizzling self play. And yes, you have a sizzling self. Take a breath. Most things break instead of transform because they resist the flow of life. Think about that for a moment. Most things that break are because they resist the flow of life. And life for us is love, capital L love, and joy. So do we dare to look our fear in the eye? That's the boldness. That's the courage. Do we dare to look that fear in the eye? and present our wonderful talents, gifts, and passions anyway. While that unreasonable fear is screaming, no, no, you shouldn't, you must not. Yeah, but somebody might disapprove, and then you'll die. Will you boldly go forth and be? That's the question. Will you boldly go forth and be? Will you be your authentic self? Will you be your love, your passion, your joy? Without any nice written certain guarantees, will you step out of playing small and be the brilliant God you are?
be the brilliant God you are. See, most of us relate to God as that big thing out there. But we are God being God. Say that, I am God being God. And while it's healthy to sometimes step back and get a perspective that the universe is not our wish fulfillment center, not just a vending machine that I can push a button and get some you know, wonderful result, and there's more than just me, 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 and what I want, what I want, what I want, many of us think we're being humble and we don't step into our full power. We don't step into the God nature that we truly are. So instead of commanding the law, Instead of saying, let there be and there is, we beg and beseech this big thing out there to please give me a little morsel of life. And then we wonder why we just get little morsels of life. We say God and I are one. Do we really truly understand what that means? Mark Nepo says one of the most difficult things for us to accept is that beneath all our dreams and disappointments, we live and breathe in abundance. Beneath all our dreams and disappointments, we live and breathe in abundance. It is hard when in pain to believe that all we ever need is before us, around us, and within us. And yet, it is true. Breathe that in. We are God within God. And that can never change, no matter what the circumstances of our lives. doesn't matter who you are, you're God in form. If we live, move, and have our being within this infinite mind, that we must be one of this infinite mind. If Paul can call forth the idea that we let the mind that was in Christ Jesus be within us, then that mind in my mind must already be one. Must already be connected. And the only thing holding us back from that expression is our ignorance and disbelief. Ernest Holmes in the Science of Mind says, we must consciously know that we can use creative power. The more complete such acceptance on our part, the more completely we shall be able to use this power for definite purposes. As I turn my attention to the light, the clouds of ignorance and disbelief start to dissipate. And the light of day, which was always there, breaks through and shines in my mind and shines out as my life. And I boldly go from glory to greater glory. I'm going to share for a moment a story of, or a little bit of information about a person who has what could be called a handicap. What could be called a good reason not to shine. And her name is Dr. Temple Grandin, and she's one of the top scientists in the humane livestock handling industry. She has a PhD in animal science from the University of Illinois and is a professor at Colorado State University. She has authored six books, two of which are bestsellers. She has changed livestock handling and influenced an entire industry. And she's autistic. And she says, autism is part of who I am. And this disability is actually the gift, the jewel that allows her to understand and translate animals where others can't. 
We may think we have all these things to hold us back, but that is not the truth. We are God. We are jewels. We are jewels in the beach. We're not just pebbles. We're jewels on the beach of life. Can we shine? This week, I want to invite you to do three things. Number one, be bold. Say that with me. I am willing to be bold. Ask, what can I do this week to live as a bold and expressive being? It may be a small thing, but do it. Your mind will want to judge it. Oh, this isn't important. Oh, this isn't consequential. Do it. Being bold. It's the practice of being bold that starts to build that muscle, starts to build that confidence. So that's the first practice. Be bold. Secondly, don't just think or live outside the box. Destroy the damn box. Tear it apart. Recycle the pieces. Repurpose the space. Oftentimes, it needs, we need help or support outside for doing this because we can't necessarily see our own box. Work with a practitioner. That's what they're for. They're trained for that. Understand your particular box and get it out of here. You don't need it anymore. And third practice is as you meditate, don't disappear. Realize that you are God and the expansion of your spirit expands God knowing itself. Expanding your spirit expands God knowing itself. Are we good with those three practices this week? Hmm. I want to close with a quote that probably all of us are familiar with from Marianne Williamson, but I think it's the most perfect uh, quote for this place. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You're a child of God. We would say uh, you're an expression of the divine. You are a oneness of God. You are God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. So it is. We have an affirmation. I dare to be me. I am hot stuff. One more time. I dare to be me. I am hot stuff. And so it is. So in that sense of gratitude, let us move into prayer. Recognizing that that infinite presence that is out there and it is right here. It is all that there is. This oneness, it's not even a one, it's oneness itself. It is love itself. It is joy itself. Fully present right here, right now. 
always, everywhere. And because of that, each of us is and can only be one of this infinite presence. There is not a single particle of us, physical, mental, emotional particle of us that can possibly be separate from this one. And so I speak my word that we step up and boldly claim our godhood, our godness, our oneness with this infinite presence. And we ask the question and answer the question, what would I love? Because it's God loving through me. We know that authentic heart space where we love through. What is it that wants to be created? And we boldly go forth and create that. We say, let there be, and there is. And so it is.